What up, folks? Welcome back to another episode of Marx's Takes on Spotify. Before I get into the episode, go ahead, follow me on Twitter, at Gracie Marks, and on Instagram, at Marx's Takes. I post a lot of content on there, a lot of videos, live tweeting of games. So go over there and follow me. All right, today, can you believe it? It is the final week of the regular season. I mean, that's absolutely nuts. I feel like I just blinked, and now we're here. I feel like it was just opening night. Lakers, Clippers, still getting slandered for the 3-1, uh, 3-1 blown lead. I feel like I was just there. I feel like it was the quickest, literally the quickest regular season ever, and now we're kind of getting ready for what might be a crazy, crazy playoffs, crazy playing tournament. Who's going to be the last spot in the Western Conference tournament? Is it going to be the Blazers, the Lakers? It's going to be close. Are we going to get a Lakers-Clippers first-round matchup? Is LeBron going to be able to stay healthy? Is Anthony Davis going to is go, is he going to be able to stay healthy? So many questions. And then in the East, you know, the Nets, they lost four in a row. Then they beat the Nuggets. Are they back? Or are they just inconsistent? The Bucks, the Bucks are now in second in the East. Do the Bucks have a real shot at the Eastern Conference Finals? Do they have a real shot at the NBA Championship this year? All things we're going to be talking about in today's episode. So let's get into it. The Wild Wild West. The playing tournament is coming up. We all know LaMickey, LaDisney, LaFraud. He was very displeased with the idea of the playing tournament. Uh, about a week ago, he expressed his really, it was kind of hatred towards it. He said whoever made it should be fired. Pretty, pretty interesting coming from a dude who in March 2020 was totally supportive of it. He really liked it. He said, yes, 9 and 10 should play. They should play, like, more than once. He wanted them to play, like, best of three or something, best of five, because you know who was in that one seed back then in March 2020 was the Lakers. So he wanted he wanted that 8 and 9 to play, really tire themselves out, and then have to play the Lakers in the first round. It was basically who's going to get swept by the Lakers in the first round. It ended up being a gentleman sweep. Uh, the the, Bla- the Blazers got one game on the Lakers, and that was it. So it was basically who's going to lose to the Lakers in 2020. But now, playing tournament is kind of crazy. I mean, we got Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, all teams that I never thought I would probably see in the playing tournament. At the beginning of the season, Lakers probably number one injury. The injury bug got them, and there's a possibility that they're going to be the playing tournament. It's not locked up, but that loss against the Blazers gave the Blazers the tiebreaker, uh, two to one. So if they were tied at the end of the season, the Blazers have the tiebreaker and would be the sixth seed. Lakers would be the seventh seed. The one thing I do want to see if the Lakers are in the playing tournament. I would really, really love to see a Warriors-Lakers matchup. I feel like it's it's destiny, you know. We got Cavs-Warriors for so many years, 
and just maybe once more we can see LeBron versus Steph Curry in a playoff environment. I'm guessing it would probably be at Staples Center. Uh, Staples Center Steph is a different breed. He's always weirdly very good at Staples Center and then also pretty good against the Lakers. I think on MLK Day last uh, this year, he was amazing at Staples Center, came back, beat the Lakers, like shocked the Lakers. And that's something that I could possibly see happening in the playing tournament. Like you never know. You never know what could happen in the playing tournament. And we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I don't really, I don't like either team, but as a Clipper fan, if the Warriors beat the Lakers in the playing tournament, I would have a parade. I mean, I'd probably throw a party, a COVID-safe party at my house. I'd probably go downtown. I'd have a parade downtown. I'd meet up with all my Clipper buddies, and we'd throw a parade downtown. We'd throw a party. We'd be, like, partying in the streets. Like, the way the Dodgers, Dodger fans were when they won the World Series, that's kind of how I would be downtown. The Warriors beat the Lakers, and there would be like six of us, you know, there'd be six of us, because it's, you know, everybody's a Laker fan in LA, there'd be like six of us, and we'd be going crazy, and that, that would really make my year, like, I don't care how bad 2021 is, if that happened, that would make my entire year, so we'll see, I just want that matchup, it's going to be interesting, I feel like last night, the Suns kind of purposely lost so the Lakers they want the Lakers to win games so the Lakers can secure the sixth seed because if they play the Lakers in the first round that's going to be a really tough matchup for the Suns I think it's really hard for them to defend their bigs I mean Kareem Abdul-Drummond we all make fun of him and he's pretty horrible like he has a peanut brain but against the Suns he was looking good because DeAndre Ayton is soft Frank Kaminsky He's basically not playable. So it's a very, very tough matchup for the Suns. And I think they purposely threw the game last night so that they want the Lakers to secure the sixth seed. You know, any any win helps the Lakers at this point. And I think the Suns just gave them an easy win last night because they do not want to face them. They'd rather have the Clippers or the Nuggets, whoever's going to be in the third seed. They want... You know, they don't want to face him. It's Chris Paul ducking at its finest, but Chris Paul is a bum in my eyes. And the fact that he's getting MVP conversations is ridiculous. I mean, the dude went from being the number one most slandered player to, oh, he's the MVP. I mean, talk about a crazy 180 that I've seen with Chris Paul. Like, yes, he's good, but the dude's averaging like 15 points a game. Like, he's not the MVP. I do think that every team he he goes on, you know, he does make them better, but that doesn't mean he's the MVP. I think Jokic is the MVP, and it's pretty obvious. I think if Embiid didn't get injured, it would have been a lot a lot closer. Like, I really do think Embiid could have could have been the MVP, but again, the injury bug caught him, and Jokic stayed healthy for the whole season somehow. I don't I don't know how. They got magic trainers over there helping out Jokic, um, and just the way that he they still won once Jamal Murray went down, I really think that like solidified Jokic as the MVP, but I do think it would have been closer if Embiid didn't get injured, but yeah, so the West is getting the West is getting crazy. It's getting crazy. It's the last week, the regular season. I 
a part of me as a Clipper fan wants maybe to play the Lakers in the first round because they're they're going to be really discom- discombobulated in the first round. They they haven't played many games together as a full unit. Dennis Grodem, who knows when he's coming back. You know, he's in health and safety protocols, anti-vax Dennis Grodem. I've heard a rumor that he doesn't even take painkillers. So that's interesting. But yeah, so anti-vax and Dennis Grodem were the only ones not vaccinated. And then he got thrown back in the health and safety protocols. So who knows when he's going to be back on. But I just feel like they're not together as a team right now. They don't have the chemistry. They're just kind of lost. They don't really know their roles as a team, which is fair. You know, they haven't played a lot of games when every every single person's healthy. Their center situation is very questionable right now. Frank Vogel seems to be tinkering which center he wants to play. Like, sometimes he'll have Kareem Abdul-Drummond, you know, play a lot of minutes. He'll have Trez, you know, DNC. DNP coach's decision that happened the other de- the other day and then he doesn't really play Marcus Saul. It's very it's very interesting the center situation and what's going to happen. To me, I feel like Marcus Saul would be the best option because you know, he's the best option after I think he's the best option like before Drummond, but I feel like Frank Vogel is pretty set on Kareem Abdul-Drummond to start but again Marcus Saul he's like a playoff dude he has a lot of playoff experience championship experience he's a good defender I just think Trez man he cannot guard like real true centers and that's going to be a problem in the playoffs so I don't know their center situation is very interesting we'll see as a Clipper fan you know I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the center situation because I have no idea What's going to happen with them? I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride, whatever happens. And then there's a handful of teams that, you know, they're championship contenders. I like the Clippers, you know, non-bias. They just really need to stay healthy. They need Ibaka back. They need Kawhi to really lock in the playoffs. And they need, you know, Pandemic P to really step up. If we're going to get another Pandemic P um, this this postseason, it's really going to... I really think the Clippers front office should really consider what is the future with Pandemic P. Like, I know they signed him to that max deal last offseason, but they did that to Blake Griffin as well and then traded his ass. So, I really think if Pandemic P, you know, if this happens again in the playoffs, I really think the front office, the Clippers front office, really needs to sit down and discuss their future with Paul George, because it's going to be interesting, and we'll see what happens. But Kawhi, I think he'll end up re-signing. I would say I'm 85% sure that he's going to re-sign a long-term deal with the Clippers. I think lifestyle-wise, it's the best the best option for him. Playing-wise, I mean, I don't know why he would go to another team. I don't really see a team right now that fits. I might see one you know, in a couple months, but right now I'm 85% sure that he's going to resign. I would even say 90% sure. Um, but then there's like the Jazz, you know, Jazz are good once they get Mitchell. They're they're always just kind of a question mark. I feel like them and the Suns, like I just never know what I'm going to get out of them. Nuggets, I don't think the Nuggets will last without Murray. Like I do think there's going to be times in the postseason where the lack of Jamal Murray is really going to show. Like, 
They they have Maga Porter Jr., who's pretty good. But again, I don't think you can rely on Maga Porter Jr. to be like your second option. And Jokic, and uh, that's about it. You know, I think they're really going to be exposed in the postseason, like one or two games, that's going to cost them because they don't have Jamal Murray. And it's sad. The injury bug this year was horrible. I mean, it was so frustrating. Every team, it seemed like, had a pretty, you know, severe injury bug. And it's just the schedule, you know, the schedule was so tough. There was not a lot of rest in between games. There was not a lot of rest between last year's postseason and this season. So, yeah, I mean, it was expected. The injury bug got a lot of players and cost a lot of teams. It it was really, really sorry to see. You know, it was just, it sucks. And hopefully they do a better job managing that next season. But enough of the West. Let's talk about the East. The East is getting interesting because... I mean, I feel like the Bucks have been really good, really, really good recently. They, they're they back in the second seed. They beat the Nets twice. They have the tiebreaker over the Nets. The Nets seemed like, you know, things were kind of crumbling. They lost like four in a row, but then they beat the Nuggets, which I was really happy about because, again, as a Clipper fan, any Nuggets loss is, is great. But, yeah, so they kind of seemed really inconsistent. Again, they are another team that got bit pretty hard by the injury bug but I don't really use the injury bug for them because like you still have two all-stars like yes I understand they're missing Harden Harden is amazing but like you still have KD and Kyrie to me it's really the the lack of center is still a huge problem for them like you can't have DeAndre Jordan be a center like playing you know, clutch minutes in the playoffs. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't pay much attention to them except when they're playing on national televised games. So I caught a lot of their games last week, two against the Bucks, one against the Mavs. They all lost. Like they lost. It was pretty bad too. Like they hung around and then lost. And the Bucks looked good. I mean, Giannis looked good. I, I would say if Jokic wasn't like a clear cut front runner for MVP, I would say Giannis made a really, really good end of season push for the MVP like he even may be the hottest player in the NBA or at least in the East Eastern Conference but yeah so I really think he made a really really strong push to be a, a late contender for the MVP he's obviously not going to get it but props to him for making that push he looks great that one game against the Nets you know he was making every single jump shot like three pointers and like long jump shots and I was like what is going on like I didn't know he could shoot like that and yeah he was letting it fly and he was knocking them down he just looked unstoppable you know when him Middleton when they can get going, like I, it's going to be hard to stop them. They're pretty good. They have a good squad. I really think their biggest kryptonite is their coach. He's just kind of an idiot, you know. I don't know if I could trust him in the playoffs to make correct decisions. So he's kind of an idiot. But I think that's probably their biggest kryptonite is just coaching. They have, they have, they have a good squad, you know. I feel like maybe they can make it to the ECF this year. If we get a Bucks Nets second round matchup, that's going to be really, really exciting. And I really think the Bucks have a good shot at beating the Nets in the second round. Like, I think they might have a good shot. Just the Buck, uh, the Nets really struggle with their size. Like, the Bucks have have a lot of size on the Nets, and they kind of struggle with that. 
So we'll see. I feel like that would be a really, really good second round matchup. And then, you know, we have the Sixers who have been playing really well and no one really pays attention to them in the East. Like, it, I, it's kind of interesting. Everybody talks about the Bucks, the Nets, and no one really talks about the Sixers. Like, they're, they're probably going to be the one seed. They look good, you know. To me, it's about Ben Simmons in the playoffs. Like, you can't have Embiid, you know, going off for 30 and then you have Ben Simmons get, like, six points. Like, if he's going to choke again in the playoffs... They're not going to win. He's got to be really, really good in the playoffs this year. I feel like he's choked in previous years. I'm not like a Ben Simmons obsessor. I think he's a little bit overrated, and not just because he can't shoot, but I don't know. I just I think he's kind of overrated. I think when he's playing point guard for the Sixers, they're atrocious. Like He's really much better as like a small forward. He's really like a point forward, but when he's like facilitating the offense and playing point guard, they're pretty horrible. Like there's The offense is really stagnant when he's um, playing point guard. And I love Embiid. He's one of my favorite players in the East, but he can't do it all, okay? He cannot do it all, and I feel like he might run out of gas in the playoffs and just not get enough from the supporting cast that they, you know, and he'll just kind of be really tired and they'll fall apart. But they do look good. Defensively, they're pretty good. I hate Doc Rivers, so I, I don't want them to win. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. As a Clipper fan, if it was Lakers, Sixers, Finals, who would I root for? And I was talking about this with my mom and some of my friends. And I really think I would root for the Lakers. As a Clipper fan, I would root for the Lakers over Doc Rivers getting a ring. Like, that's how much hatred I have towards Doc Rivers. And, like, I know it's horrible. It's horrible. Like, how could you, like, you're probably thinking, how could I think like that? That's how much I hate Doc Rivers. Like, he really cost us the playoffs. And people are like, oh, like, no, it's Kawhi and Paul George. They choked. Kawhi was really, really good for the whole series against the Nuggets and then ran out of gas, you know, ran out of gas, and it happens. But I always will blame Doc for letting Trez play against Jokic. That's something that, you know, in 50 years, I'll I'll still tell my kids, like, this bozo decided to play this little-ass center over Jokic and I'll show them like height differences and my kids will be like what the fuck doc and I'll always remember that I'll always be bitter towards doc about that and you're probably like some people may be like that's pathetic move on but no not for me doc rivers will always I'll always be bitter towards him so I'd probably root for the Lakers in the finals I mean honestly to be honest I I wouldn't even watch it it would be that's like torture like if I wanted if someone wanted to torture me for two hours, they would sit me in front of a TV and watch that. You know, that would be fully torturous. But if I had to choose, you know, if someone was like, if you have to choose for $18 million, you know, who who are you choosing? I'm choosing the Lakers because I do not want Doc Rivers to get another ring. I don't want him to get any credit, you know, no credit for Doc. So I would 100% choose the Lakers, but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't watch and then, you know, gun to my head or, $18 $18 million, I'm choosing the Lakers because I can't stand Doc. So we'll see what happens in the playoffs with the Sixers because it will be interesting to see if Doc Rivers can coach and not crumble, if Ben Simmons cannot crumble, if they can get 
shooters, you know, Danny Green, Seth Curry, if they're knocking down shots, great. If they're not, they're in de- they're in big trouble. Embiid cannot do it all, so they're gonna need they're gonna need a lot of support and their bench too. I mean, sometimes their bench looks horrific, like horrible. They're very inconsistent. The bench, so. We'll see what happens with the Sixers. I, I, I wouldn't put my money on them making the finals just because, I don't know, something about them. Maybe it's just my, again, hatred towards Doc, but I wouldn't put my money on them making the finals. So we'll see what happens with them. The East will be interesting. And then we also have the Knicks. I mean, obviously I don't think the Knicks are making it to the finals, but their finals truly will be the first-round matchup. Uh, whoever they play, the Heat, the Hawks, Whoever it's going to be. I think it's Hawks, Heat. I think maybe there's one more team that it possibly could be. But I think those are the top two. I mean, the first round is really their NBA Finals. And, you know, no disrespect, okay? No disrespect at all. Like, if I was a Knicks fan, I'd treat it as my NBA Finals too. Like, they came into the season with no expectations. Like I was reading a Ringer article earlier, it was a preseason standings, and the Ringer had the Knicks as thirty. I think they had the Nets as like top three. They had the net. They had the Knicks as the worst team in the NBA. Like after OKC, after the Cavs, like after the worst teams in the league, they had the Nets. They had the Knicks as dead last, and I was like, what the? And it was just so confusing. So the first round will be their 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 NBA finals and I love it. I mean, I love the spirit. I would love for them to win the, in the first round because I just want to see the reaction that the city of New York has. Like I could see maybe a parade happening for the first round or like just, you know, riding, not riding, but you know, crazy celebrating outside the garden because it's truly it is truly their NBA finals the first round. Like I feel like once they make it to the second round, like meh, like they'll probably lose whoever it is, you know. So first round is their NBA finals. They passed, I think, everyone's expectations this year. Them and the Lakers have like the same record, which is crazy. Defensively, they're suffocating. I mean, they that Tom Thibodeau defense is suffocating. To me, he's got to be coach of the year at this point. Like, I guess the Phoenix guy, Monty Williams, is a is a pretty good coach. Or uh, the weird looking dude in Utah with like. He looks kind of scary. He, what's his name? Like Snyder, you know, something like that. But um, it's got to be one of them. And I don't. I I'm sorry, but Doc, you don't really deserve it. So I think Tom. If I was voting, you know, if I was part of the voting, I'd probably vote for Tom Thibodeau to be my coach of the year. And I know Jokic is going to win MVP, but Julius Randle really deserves a lot of praise. Again, like, they beat my Clippers, but I still got to give credit where credit is due. They are a tough team. Defensively, they're tough. They got swagger to them. And I really, I disagree with LeMickey quite a bit. You know, I don't like LeMickey. I don't like LaChina, whatever you want to call him. Whatever is your personal preference. But he was correct when he said that the NBA is better with the Knicks, you know, being good. I I strongly agree with that. And I again, I hate LeMickey, but he is right. The NBA is so much better when the Knicks are good. Like they need that their those fans. They need the garden packed for the playoffs. It's just it's a perfect playoff environment. And I really hope they they win in the first round. If it's the Hawks, I think they might be able to do it. 
But the Heat, I don't know. That may be, that's going to be tough for them. But that would be a great first-round matchup. As someone who's not a fan of either team to watch Heat, Knicks, first round, I mean, that's, I'm telling you, that would be the Knicks NBA Finals. I don't care about the finals going on two rounds after that, three rounds after that, but Knicks, Heat. That's the NBA Finals for Knicks fans, and I love it. I, I love it. Again, I give credit where credit is due. Shout out to all of them. I just love the story, too. Like, you know, the Nets, everyone's talking about the Nets all year. They have three All-Stars. They have, you know, they have Blake Griffin. They they got Aldridge. You know, everyone's talking about them. Like, super team, super team, super team. But in reality, there's another team in the Garden who's just you know, balling, like straight balling, having fun, entertaining, def- like so much defense. And, you know, the Nets have no defense. They're like kind of opposites when it comes to defense. The Nets have no defense. The Knicks are defensive juggernaut. And that's just, that's Tom Thibodeau for you. But at the same time, I think it's great that in a year where it was all about the Nets, all about Brooklyn, no one's talking about the Knicks. The Knicks are irrelevant. Nope. We're here at the end of the regular season, and the Knicks are still as relevant as ever, you know. And they've had a great season, so I'm just excited to see what happens to them in the playoffs. And I think it's really the time. Like, if you're trying to get on the Knicks bandwagon, I would really say this is it. Like, this is the last this is the last time to get on. Hop on now before it's too late. I really think, like, a month ago everyone should have hopped on. I said once they beat the Raptors in the Garden, like – Two, three weeks ago, that's when everyone was like, okay, New York, they're back. Julius Randle is a star. But now it's like, okay, this is the last last call to get on the bandwagon for the Knicks. So if you're not on it, you want to get on it, get on it now. I watch them from a distance. Like, I, I cheer for them. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I watch from a distance. I'm happy for them. But I wouldn't say, like, I'm a fan. But... I'm definitely happy for them. So we'll see what happens with the East. The East, I feel like, is kind of just open, you know, for anyone's taking. Obviously, there's a top three teams there, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the East. West is, you know, I feel like it's going to be a very interesting playoffs, very interesting play-in. The, the next week, you know, is going to be it's going to be crazy. There's going to be a lot of change, a lot of, like, standings changing, a lot of just, like, nervous nail biting a lot of that and it's you know the nervousness is just gonna it's gonna keep going as we get you know deeper and deeper into the into the summer like June end of May it's just gonna get worse and worse so we'll see what happens I'm excited you all should be very excited and yeah let's see what happens and uh enjoy it all right thank you guys for watching and I'll catch y'all in the next episode next episode will probably be after the playing tournament or right before the play-in tournament, I might, you know, kind of talk about the teams in the play-in tournament before or recap it after. We'll see how I'm doing on time, what, I, what I've got going on. So, yeah, thank you guys for watching. I'll catch you later. Peace out.